How's it going? Hey, I'm going around the festival through the Mercantile Library. I'm just asking authors um, what book got them excited about reading again for our podcast. Which reading I, again, meaning like when? So it's a terrible question because probably you were always excited about reading. But sometimes people have a book that got them like super hooked talented. all over or got them really excited. Hey, Mr. Bain, how's the festival going for you? Cedric Rose, the Mercantile Library. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry I couldn't make it last night. Um, do you mind if I ask you a question for our Mercantile Library podcast? I'm collecting sound bites from participants sure. in the festival. The question is, <clears throat> what book got you excited about reading again? And it's a terrible question. Yeah. If that happened, or that, what book are you just really excited about? It's hard to say whether it was again. I mean, I'm not a real avid reader like my wife. I mean, she's voracious. Yeah. I mean, As a visual um, artist, I mean, you probably... Yeah. And so I have a tendency to, because I'm working so much till late hours and what have you, I start to read in bed. It's like two pages, I'm done. So yeah. it would take me a year to get through a book. But when I'm out of town, you know, on vacation, I'm always taking about three books and just get right through them. And I'm much more of a history buff. And, and so... Most recently, I think, you know, one of the ones is David McCullough's, uh, what was it, uh, The Bridge, the, what is that thing called? Oh, it's yeah. about the building of the Panama Canal. Yeah. You know? Which is highly relevant right now, And too, it yeah. is so, it's, and of course, McCullough is such a good writer, so when you take a story that is as compelling as the building of the Panama Canal because it's real, it's not yeah. somebody's imagination it really happened and you read the, the facts of what actually happened and what's involved in it it really pops your eyes open yeah. and he is such a good writer of that I mean it really is terrific and so, and that's what gets it so like, I really like reading that type of thing history, I mean I'm in the book, middle of one book right now, it's not, it's well written but I like movies, and so it's a book on by William Wellman's son, William Wellman Jr., about William Wellman, the movie director. Okay. And I'm a big movie nut, and I love his movies. Yeah. And so it's interesting, but there are times, as you can imagine, where they're just almost like it's a little bit dry. You see that a lot in books, yeah. It's, it's a little bit dry. It's, it's almost like the, the biography on N.C. Wyeth. I mean, I love art, and I, I muscled through that one. But it was, there were times reading it was like peeling your eyelids back. Yeah. It was pretty, it was just at times really boring. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Oh, this sure. is for the Mercantile Library podcast. Hey, how are you? Okay. Nice shirt. Um, <laughs> and we're just, for our, we just ask people a question at the festival. So this year it's what book got you excited about reading again? Or just what book are you really excited about? Um, I'm talking to Librarian Sam Bloom. That's correct. Um, yeah. Which branch are you a librarian at? At the Blue Ash Library. You yes. told me this like three times. Yes. So that's okay. That's and, okay. And Sam just moderated a panel on why diverse books matter. He's um, he has a blog. What's your blog? Uh, I'm I'm one of the contributors at Reading While White. Reading While White is what it's called. Cool. Just, uh, allies for diversity in children's literature. So, Sam, um, what book got you excited about reading again? What book are you excited about? What is the essential book that everybody should read? Hmm. Take your pick. And I feel kind of well. 
Um, I just finished one of the people on the panel. Her name was Zeta Elliott. I just finished her book called The Deep, and it was amazing. Um, it's part of a series. The other book in the series is called um, Ship of Souls. So those two, those are kind of dystopian, sort of middle middle school age books. Middle middle school age dystopian books. Yes, yeah. yes, they're very good. They're very all good. part of an education. Yes. Well, thanks for talking to me, Absolutely. Sam. Absolutely. Yeah, my pleasure. Love the panel. Thank you. Have Thank a wonderful you. weekend. You too. See ya. How you folks doing? I'll get out of your way. I'm sorry. I'm talking to Michael Link, uh, the publisher's liaison for uh, Joseph Beth Booksellers. Michael, what book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about right now? I'm really excited about the Chris Batchelder book, the throwback special. Chris is a University of Cincinnati professor, uh, and he's one of the authors shortlisted for the National Book Award. We actually have two at this year's festival, him and Paulette Giles. And that book is spectacular, and it's encouraged me to go back. I bought one of his earlier novels, Abbott Awaits, uh, and I'm excited about reading that. So that's the amazing thing about this festival is not only can you get the new book, you can get previous books, but you bump into different authors that you might not have even been aware of. Chris Batchelder, I mean, he... it's, it bears to be said what a funny guy he is. One of his earlier books is also available for free as an ebook through McSweeney's. It's basically a guide to virtual photography um, for real estate agents, which sounds boring, but it is hilarious. I'm excited to check that out. That's okay. So let me change my mind. Uh, that's what I'm excited about reading is Chris Batchelder's book about virtual photography for real estate agents. Thanks, Michael. I should have kept my mouth shut. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm talking to Key Parks. Key, what book made you fall in love with reading? Matilda, our third grade teacher, uh, read it to us, and all the other raw doll books, and I just enjoyed that. And where do you work, Key? I work at UC Libraries. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hopelessly insane, probably not. What we really want now is not laws against crime, but laws against insanity. Dan, how's it going? Going well. Um, I should warn you, I'm recording right now for for the Mercantile Library podcast. Um, I'm speaking with um, mystery writer Dan Andriaco. You're also a former journalist, or a reformed journalist, are you not? I like to use the term recovering journalist. Okay. So we are speaking over... is Is that a Mark Twain impersonator over there? That is a Mark Twain impersonator, and he's doing a fine job of it. He really is. Dan, we want to know what book got you excited about reading again, or if that never had to happen, it probably didn't with you, what book are you just plain excited about right now? You know, I'm always excited about rereading The Great Gatsby. I'm always excited about uh, rereading The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Great choices, Dan. Good talking to you, man. I hope you help sell out, sell out, sell out today. Oh, wait a minute. And also, Sherlock Holmes. All of Sherlock Holmes. Reread every day of year. All right. Thank you, Dan. Okay. It's good you. talking to you, man. I'm talking to you, Jen Bishop, author of The Distance to Home. And um, I'm going to ask her what book got her excited about reading again. Uh, one book that got me really jazzed about reading again after kind of a 
It's a weird place when you have a book come out, you just read so many things and you want to read something that just like blows your mind. Uh, Ghost by Jason Reynolds is a book I would highly, highly recommend. Um, I think he's a fantastic new voice in children's literature, and it's a book about track and field, which you find a lot of sports books, but you don't find a lot of track and field books. So, Thank yeah. you very much, Jen. I'm going to add that to my list. Great. Thanks for nice. talking to me. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. My name's Cedric. I'm from the Mercantile Library. Oh, nice to meet you. And we have a podcast, and I'm just kind of collecting. Um, last year we did What Is Your Desert Island Book for our podcast. So this year it's a similar question. We're asking people what book got them excited about reading again, which is a little bit of an awkward question, I realize. But I wonder if you guys have, have a book that sort of stands out as having gotten you excited about just really got you reading more than you had been or that just you loved Harry Potter sorry it's always going to be Harry Potter Harry Potter yeah you know Harry Potter is and, and Pat what's your last name a Klingman and uh, which library are you with I'm at the Midpoint Middletown library system I could tell that you're a librarian because I'm a librarian that's yeah. you know you yeah, got that thing going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. are, are you uh, Melissa also a librarian no I'm not I'm a teacher oh okay and what's your last name McDowell is there a book that springs to mind that what that gets you excited or that you find gets your kids excited? You know, Pete the Cat books. Pete the Cat Pete books? The cat anyone reading. Cool. Pete well, the thanks. Cat. I thought maybe you would say Harry Potter also because I know that's a big Oh, they're younger than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, old are, how old are these kids? Um, like pre-K through like third grade. Cool. Well, teachers, you make the world go around, so thanks. Librarians just try to help you guys out. So thanks yes, for participating in the festival. We're a good support system for yeah. each other. Yeah, totally. Right? Cool. Well, thanks for talking to me, guys. Sure, thank you. Have thank fun. You. Hi, Laura. I'm from the Mercantile Library. I'm just asking people at the festival, and especially authors, what book got them excited about reading again, or are they just currently excited about right now? Over the Mark Twain impersonator in the background. What most got me excited about fantasy was Robin McKinley's The Hero in the Crown. I read that when I was maybe 12 or 13, and it was the first book that I'd ever read that had a female as a protagonist who slew her own dragons and uh, was kind of kicking butt and taking names in a fantasy landscape. Yeah. Thanks. I'm talking to Laura Bickle, author of Mercury Retrograde. Thank you, Laura. Christine, I wonder if you could tell me what book changed your life. What book got you excited about reading again? Reading again? Yeah. I never stopped. That's a problem I'm running into with this question. That's why I led with the other one. Greg, could I ask you a question for the Mercantile Podcast? Sure. The question I'm going to ask you is, what book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about? In life? In life, at any point in your life. Oh, I don't know about any particular book, but I, I will say this. I, I never read a lot of fiction. Until I was actually in college, mm -hmm. and I had an interesting political science professor who was political theory, believe it or not, and he had all these fiction books, really just popular fiction, that had political themes to them, and he encouraged us to read, you know, we had to read two of them or whatever, and it really got me interested in reading fiction. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. That's Greg Edwards, Deputy Director of the Greatest Library in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Public Library. Thanks, Greg. The only Greg. library in Cincinnati yeah. besides the Mercantile yeah, and right. the Lord. And that, and that, was, that was Christine Wick, uh, Director of a library herself. In Claremont County. Good thing this is in stereo. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Jim, super quick. You're trying to get out of here. 
my, my name's Cedric, and I'm the um, I work Hi, at the Cedric. Mercantile Library. Ah, and um, so I'm just for our podcast recording people's reaction to the question: um, What book changed your life? What book got you excited about reading again? Books, 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 right? Ah, okay. What book changed my life and what am I excited about reading again? And I'm talking to Jim Obergefell, oh, author you. of <laughs> Love Wins, and I've been putting a lot of people on the spot today, Jim. <laughs> I would say The Secret Garden changed my life because that was my mom's favorite book, and I got my love of reading from my mom, and she was a librarian, so that's very special and important to me. And the book I would read again, it's going to take me a little bit of time before I can, but it was one of my favorite books, but it was also my late husband John's favorite book, Weave World by Clive Barker, and I was reading that to him the evening he died. That's beautiful, Jim. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Cedric. I'm talking to you, uh, Christine Wick. Christine, where do you work? I, know. I work for the Claremont County Public Library as the director. I totally knew that. <laughs> what is, so what book changed my life? I don't know the answer to that question. What book, when you were in high school, changed the direction of your life for the better? What book should everybody read? What book? I read Gone with the Wind in high school is the book that I remember. But I was a children's librarian, and I found myself wanting to, to continue to read juvenile fiction. As I got older, I kind of skipped the teen You and hundreds books. of thousands of adults. So, I skipped the teen books, though. I went from juvenile to adult, but I read juvenile fiction. Beverly Cleary was my favorite. Phyllis Reynolds Naylor. Loved them. Um, I, I always go back to the Beverly Clearys and reread this every now and then. Stocker Channing. That's like Ramona. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ramona and Jesus. Yes. Love them. Uh, uh, to be young again, right, Christine? <laughs> I'm speaking of myself, you know, I'm getting older by the second. I know. I know. Things you, are creepy. You can tell because my memory is going, okay? Yeah. I need bifocals now to read these books, but. All right. Well, thanks, Christine. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? For uh, the Mercantile Podcast. What book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about, or what book changed the path of your life forever? Uh, well, having gone to grad school and you know, reading tons and tons of books, mm-hmm. um, I've been reading. I wasn't a big time reader when I was younger, but having to do that in school kind of got me back into it. Um, one of my favorite books most recently is The Last Dragon Slayer by uh, Jasper Ford. Cool. Uh, it, it, to me, it's like a combination of uh, you know, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. And it's just real, you know, light. It's Two free. immensely yeah. popular books. Right. Yeah. yeah. Series. Um, where do you librarian at? Um, I'm actually in the programs and events department the main branch downtown. Cool. Well, thanks, Ethan. Yeah, you're welcome. What do you think? Successful festival? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> a lot more people here than I could imagine there being. So yeah, good. the Big Ten. Hello, Peter. It's me again. What's up? Sorry I'm such a terrible moderator. You did great. So, I'm for the Mercantile Libraries podcast, I'm just asking people what book got them excited about reading again. Nice architecture, architecture, architect pen, man. I love those pens. What book got you excited about reading again? What book 
Are you excited about reading what book changed the course of your life? Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, I got it. All right. Uh, the book that got me into reading again was Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. It was just a great, it was just a refreshing take on, you know, a through the looking glass type story. Yeah. Uh, really just got me into Neil Gaiman, and then once I started getting them uh, into his more of his books, I started looking for more. And, that, yeah. you know, I read a lot when I was a kid, but I kind of stopped, and then once I picked up Neverwhere. Adulthood and parenthood can have a terrible effect on reading. I mean, Seriously. not to knock it, but... Seriously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not that I would know. So um, I'm talking to Peter Raber. Am I pronouncing your last name That's correctly? Right. That's right. Uh, author of My Parents Won't Let Me Go to Bed, as well as um, books that are apps. Also apps, or you, you've authored some apps um, yep. and some interactive books. That yep, sort of Pete's thing. Robot, yep. Cool. Thanks for talking to me, Peter. No problem. Do you know, I just went to go get an author's sunglasses for her, and they weren't even the right sunglasses. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Tragic. I know it. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. My name's Cedric, and uh, we have a podcast in the Mercantile Library. Okay. We just ask people stupid questions in okay. annoying fashion and record them. And All right. So the question that we're asking um, you, Jennifer, how do you pronounce your last name? Mashari. Mashari, thank yes. you. Author of The Remarkable Journey of Charlie Prince is what book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about? Or what book changed the course of your life forever? No pressure. Jennifer, the clock is ticking there. Oh, oh man. The Book Thief by Marcus Susak. Uh, I just remember um, really kind of tearing through the pages, and uh, I, I love that death was a narrator, um, and it just was so powerful. Thanks very much for talking to me, Jennifer. Thank you. Hey, Carol, it's me again. Yeah. What's up? So we have this podcast for the Mercantile Library called The Twelfth Story, mm-hmm. and I'm just asking people what book got them excited. Well, I'm opening a mint. Carol, I'm talking to Carol Newsom, aka C. A. Newsom, uh, author of Maximum Security, Sneak, Sneak Thief, A Shot in the Bark, Drool Baby, and other books. I imagine, including Muddy Mouth. I'm asking, what book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about, Carol? Um, you know, I had a head injury back in 2001, which I mentioned before. Uh, I went for six months not being able to read anything that I had not read previously. The first book that I was able to read that was new material was Harry Potter. And I became a very devoted Harry Potter fan after that. Yep. Time-tested, mother-approved. Harry Potter is the man. He is. Well, thanks, girl. Um, I'm talking to Cindy Thompson, uh, author of, gosh, we got Sophia's Tune here, Grace's Pictures. Which, what's your favorite book of your own books? Well, also the author of Annie's Stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what book has gotten you excited about reading again or just really reinvigorated your life, Cindy? No, you can like you can just rattle off fifty books if you're like uh, an auctioneer. I'm sorry. Are you gonna be a book? I don't know. Are you gonna be a book? Um, let's see, Mirror Christianity by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. I gotta say, for me, The Chronicles of Narnia were sort of the answer to that question for yes. me. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Well, Several thanks. Of his. Thanks for talking to me, Cindy.
Hi. Hi. My name's Cedric. I work at the Mercantile Library downtown. Yeah. And we have a podcast. And I'm just kind of going around asking people what book got them excited about reading again or what book are you just plain excited about? You mean out right now? Right now, or it could have been second grade, or if you can, you know, it's a difficult question, I know. I mean, I can tell you the two books that I read in high school that decide, made me write the stuff I write now. Oh, that's are, great. And I'm talking to Jeff Miller, author of Borderline Insanity. Yeah, uh, when I was in high school, I read Presumed Innocent by Scott Turow and Bonfire of the Vanities by Tom Wolfe, back to back. And uh, I was so engrossed with them, I carried them uh, between classes at school and read them in the hallway. And I'd say the books I write now are a combination of both. Cool. That's a great. That's a great answer. Thanks, Jeff. How you doing? Hi, Doug. How's it going? If that is your real name. <laughs> it is actually. So, hold on. If I could just back up. Uh, I was just given. Is this? Is this a poker chip? It's a blackjack. A black. Chip. Of course, because as you were just saying, um, Mr. Doug Cooper, author of The Investment Club and Outside In. So you were saying? I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah. So. The investment club is about five broken people that meet at a blackjack table in downtown Vegas and discover the greatest return is what you get from contributing to one another. So it's about their lives, what brought them to that point, and then how their lives become intertwined after and how they learn, you know, we focus so much on financial side of life, but the real and true investment is what we do for each other and how we help each other. Very cool. I think I might have to pick this up for uh, the Mercantile Library. So, Doug, I'd like to just ask you the question I'm asking a lot of people today. Was there a book that got you excited about reading again when maybe you were not excited about it, or is there just a book that really has always done it for you? The book that was the one when I knew I wanted to be a writer was American Psycho. Ooh! Ooh! And it was just because it was so disturbing, and the world he created was so visceral that... Yeah. It just takes a lot to disturb me, and I was disturbed and fascinated and yeah. intrigued, and I said, I want to I do that. You're in great company, uh, like Zadie Smith, her favorite book, too. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was back when she wrote White Teeth, you know, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But, well, thank you very much for talking very to much. me, Doug. Thank you. Hi. Hi. My name's Cedric. I work at the Mercantile Library, and um, you guys look like you're wrapping up, so I'm sorry to interrupt. So at the Mercantile, we have this podcast. I'm just asking authors a question, which is sort of what book got you excited about reading again? And I know that some people never lose their excitement for reading, but for some people, modern life can be challenging. Or like what book in high school like set you off on the path to become authors? I'm talking to uh, Bridget, is it Hodder? Yes, Bridget Hodder. The author of The Rat Prince. And is it Amy Joan Paquette? Yes. And you're also an agent, is that right? I am. And you're the author of Princess Juniper of the Hourglass. Uh, also, well, the Princess Juniper series, evidently. So I wonder what book got you guys excited about reading again? Or what book are you just plain excited about? What, like in youth or now? It's, it's an open-ended I question. I was a huge fan of Anne of Green Gables. I read the entire series. Um, and I can still remember when I had read the whole series, but then I discovered that there were several new books, the later ones, the um, Anne of the Island, and there was like like two or three more Rilla of Ingleside, and it was like discovering an extra added on to this new world that I knew really well and I'd read so many times. Yeah. And um, that was just sort of a, a really cool moment for me. 
cool. Thanks. And for me, I always loved middle grade, um, and it was really the Harry Potter series. Harry Potter, Harry Potter turns up again and again when you ask yeah, people these questions. It woke me back up to the fact that middle grade is really where it's at. Um, you can do so much in middle grade. You're so free to do whatever you want and to create magical realms. And that's really what kind of got me writing a story like The Rat Prince to realize that, that this is where the magic lies. At the risk of sounding... Hey, Sarah. Sorry to interrupt here. Um, what is middle grade? I'm only running because I have to play catch. So, middle grade, I, I totally am stealing this from someone who I keep wanting to credit, but I cannot remember his name. There is a, he has an article on a website, and he put it best, I think, when he said that the difference between middle grade and young adults really has to do with the source of the conflict in the story. So that in middle grade, it tends to be an external source of conflict. So for example, in something like um, Beauty and the Beast, you know, you have an evil spell that these people have to fight, they have to get through it. Yeah. Um, and that would be more of a middle grade conflict. Whereas in young adult, you often have the issue of growing and becoming the challenges to the self, the changes to the self. And that constitutes the heart of most YA works. Now, like any generalization... Yeah, there are always many it, exceptions There are many exceptions. So, but I felt like that really made me understand uh, where they're coming from when they group these things differently. Even when sometimes the hero and heroine or the protagonists have ages that might seem to cross over. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me, Bridget. We're asking authors what book, I've already asked you this, what book got you excited about reading again? What book um, are you just plain excited about? I'm talking to you, David Fitzsimmons, author of Curious Critters and several other books, right? Yes. Yeah. 14 books now. Yeah. Oh, you're a powerhouse, man. So, I mean, was there a book that sort of got you back excited about the written word you maybe you were always excited about it you're a, you're a, you have a phd so it's probably always been strong with you but or like what book just is really doing it for you right now well i'm very uh much a william faulkner fan in fact my graduate work at ohio state involves studying william faulkner and the work that i do now is really an attempt to take the voice of william faulkner and carry it over into literature for children so in a sense simplify the concept of voice and let children experience what it means to create a, a strong voice for a character, in this case, animals talking to them. That's awesome. Well, thanks for talking to me, David. You bet, thanks. I'm talking to Brian Wells, author of The League of the Lantern. And what are the, is that your only book? Yeah, it's my first and only. It's your first and only book, cool. Yeah, so uh, like what got me excited to read as an adult or when I was a kid? You know, that's the thing, I mean, you pick. Okay. I, well, I think the story I'd tell you is Hardy Voice. So Classic. when I was about nine years old, my dad brought me home from Salvation Army, an old beat-up donated copy of The Secret Agent on Flight 101. Fell in love with action adventure. Ever since then, whenever anybody would donate an old copy of the Hardy Boys, he'd bring it home to me. I still have all 50 of my old Hardy Boys in my home. Oh, man, but, hang on to that collection. It's going to be worth something I, one of I these days. So at some point. Yeah, I still trace words in my vocabulary back to those books. 
Now, they're not words I use a whole lot, like sleuth and chum, you know, but nonetheless. Hey, words have a way of coming back. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for talking to me, Brian. I'm speaking with a librarian who would prefer to remain anonymous, and I'm going to ask her what book got her excited about reading again, or what book is she just plain excited about? That silence is the sound of deep thought. Was I supposed to have lost interest in reading at some point? Well, see, that's the problem with this question. I mean, it's a stupid question. We all know that, but... 100 Years of Solitude. Gabriel, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, Not a librarian, well, though. Grunt. Total grunt. Oh, I thought you were a librarian. Hell no. Oh, okay. Well, it's good talking to you. Uh, <clears throat> you have to move on now? No, I my lack of education. I just didn't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say your name because <laughs> you're referring to remain anonymous. It's good talking to you. Thank Stacey. you. Hi guys. Hi. My name's Cedric. I'm from the Mercantile Library. Okay. We have this podcast, and I'm just asking people a question. Um, what book got you excited about reading again, or what book are you just plain excited about, or what book changed your life? So that's actually three questions, and you don't. Oh yeah, take your time. <laughs> this is through the magic of digital ed- editing. You could like just. I could babble. Exactly, well, as I am doing right now. Thanks for noticing. So there are three questions there, and I forgot. So the first question, the basic question, is kind of like, if at some point in your life, you became, <laughs> because modern life can sometimes get in the way of enjoying reading. Right. So the question is sort of, what book got you excited about reading again? If that never happened to you, what book are you just plain excited about? I can tell, I can tell you I can the tell book you. that was the biggest that, that my teacher read to me in the fifth grade that just was really interesting and no one's ever heard of it. What? Oh, it's please do. The Silver Dollar Horde, H-O-R-D-E, of Aristotle Gaskin. And it was just like this giant, it was this guy, this very rich man in this small town had this fortune of silver dollars that he stashed somewhere and these kids had to run around and try to find it and he gave them clues. That one just like blew my that mind. That sounds mind-boggling. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to Anne from uh, Technical Services. Oh, at, no. They're the, not the right sunglasses, Paula. Oh. The wrong sunglasses. You stink. You I know. <laughs> so, Mary, you've, you've had a little while now. Well, I'll tell you what. The book that got me most excited to read was the ABC Bunny when I was in kindergarten. The ABC Bunny, yes. Um, My girlfriend, my little girlfriend, I was so jealous because she could already read the ABC Bunny. And it's like, when I got to kindergarten, it's like, I am going to learn to read because I need to learn to read the ABC Bunny. It's very inspiring. (laughs) I have to say. But there are so many books that I have read. Harry Potter over and over. Can't tell you how many times I've read all of the Harry Potter books over and over. Um, Harry Potter comes up again and again. again. Mary, well, yeah. um, are you at PLCH also? Yes, I'm also um, in technical services. Technical yeah, services. She also has a book. We have the bus book. No, I didn't really start it. But we have the bus, what we call the bus book club. That sounds amazing. Well, one of the ladies I ride with, her, she's a big James Patterson guy, and um, her sister-in-law challenged her to read something other than James Patterson. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. But, um, and then there was a list in, I don't know, Entertainment Weekly or one of those magazines. It was like a hundred books that you should read. Instead of James Patterson. Instead of James Patterson. But she gave me this list and said, pick ten books off this list. 
But she said, what we have to read was Anna Karenina. And it's like, you know, that, that book's a thousand pages long, written by a Russian. We all agreed, oh my God. But you're I on think the that's, bus. I think that's the book that you have to read with a professor or something because... Does help to do it. Because yeah. we didn't like any of the characters, <laughs> you know. Anna Karenina, no, she was not tragic. She was stupid. <laughs> so Anna Karenina was not, was not the book that was changed your life. Book. But you know what? I, but there were some children's books on there, and uh, Harry Potter was one of them. And, but the one girl's like, no, I am not going to read Harry Potter. I got them to read A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Engel. That's a good one. And they all Classic. liked it. And I'm talking, these are women from age 40 up to, well, Mary, the other Mary was almost 80. But they all liked A Wrinkle in Time. And I couldn't believe how many had not read To Kill a Mockingbird either. And, of course, everybody loved To Kill a Mockingbird, too. I'm, all I'm going to say is, mm 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 Do you know, though, that... I was talking about this, you know, yeah. that, oh, everybody loved to kill a mockingbird. And my mother, who at that time was 88 years old, goes, I don't know whether I ever read that book. No problem, Mom, I can get you a copy. And my mother actually read it at 88, and she couldn't remember whether she'd ever read it before. But Cool. Well, th- thanks for talking to yeah. me, Mary. Sure. Um, it's really refreshing that we can actually hear each other because there's not, like, a Mark Twain impersonator right here. And I just have yeah. a conversation. Although he was great. I'm not going to so- That was partly my Oh no, it was I was I thought it was awesome. Cuz the speaker was the one um, house speaker was on. Yo. Oh god. Wait. Oh. Okay. So, if you could just if you would please for the record say your name, your position and what book got you excited about reading again or that you're just plain excited about. Trisha Suit, I'm the director of marketing for Downtown Cincinnati Incorporated and the test kitchen director for Forklift, Ohio. And Wait, I, you direct a test kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. OMG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those recipes, somebody's got to make sure that those tablespoons work out. Cool. Well, okay. So I just read for the first time, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I just read Dracula because obviously Bram Stoker in yeah, the house everybody's talking about it and it's you know blah 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 and vampires and stuff but I was like I'm going to read the original and so I just read that um, you know before bed not always the greatest thing to read but it was it was awesome I loved it it was very cool and I was like oh yeah I should probably read novels again did sometime you, did you have like funky dreams yes yeah. All right, I'm gonna... None that I remember specifically, but there were, you know, there was a lot of swirling and howling, and um, but the imagery in that book is so cool, yeah. and the, and the w- bits of history that are in it that we all sort of pick up afterwards anyway. But it was great to see it in that context. Yeah. Thanks, Trisha. That's a that's a Halloween treat from Trisha Sweet. Thank you. I'm talking to Mercantile Library member Mike Garassi. Um, I'm asking him what book got him excited about reading again, and what is his favorite Books by the Banks moment? Yeah, I guess I've always loved to read, but I can remember when I was uh, a teenager, my mother got me A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and I love that book. Um, not just at Christmas time. I love all of Dickens, but I, uh, but I especially love that book. I love the, uh, the language he uses and the themes of the book. So I'd say that um, has hooked me, and I still love to read that book whenever I'm looking for a, a great read. Um, Books of the Bank moment, um, I was here a few years ago and met a local author, uh, Jeff Soyce, if I pronounce that right, um, who wrote a book about um, parts of Cincinnati that have been torn down 
And, um, and I'm not from Cincinnati. I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. And so it was fascinating for me to see the history and learn about that. And then Jeff so happens to also run a graphic novel group over at the Mercantile Library on Saturday afternoon. So I'm on his mailing list. And one of these days when I'm finished parenting uh, actively, I'll look forward to doing some of those things uh, at the Mercantile. Cool. Maybe one day there'll be a graphic novel version of uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, who knows? Do. Who knows? Very okay. good. Well, it's good to see you, Mike. Good and seeing thanks you. For, thanks for talking to, All right, to take, me for the podcast. Take care.